I got a message for your American buddy. I'm your wife, damn it! Ah, would have to go up to the wives in the library or the supermarket and say hello. I am new here. I know, George, you think I don't know anything, but I know people. I get 18 years of my life to stand in the same spot as you. You want your file? I found you your file. You want it out? I got you out. You needed money? I found you some. Now, let's face it here. I've got to, you know, latch on to something in my life. Oh, yeah, you blind. No use to try to sweet talk me, Miss Scarlett. I know you ever since I put the first pair of diapers on you. Who was going to love me? Who, who was going to make me feel good? I wish I had a mother like me instead of nice. Nice gets you shit. I got a two-inch thick solo in steak. Sit and defrost and wait this minute. When you and Guy come over and supple with us tonight, what do you say? Hello and welcome to another episode of The Best Supporting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to celebrating and dissecting the performances of our favorite Best Supporting Actresses. My name is Nick Kachanov, and this is now an official Anthony Ramos stand podcast. And I'm Colin Manuel Miranda. <laughs> Ooh, that was so much better than mine. You had that cooking all week. All week. I've had that cooking since I saw Hamilton, and I've just been waiting for a reason to use it <laughs> years ago. Well, here it is. Well, here, here it is. is I hope it was worth it. Yeah. It I was. Think. That was really nice. Thank you. Thank you. So we could be played off now. I'm good. I, yeah. I call it a day. Yeah. Set yeah. off the fireworks. Yeah. You know. And that, as they say... <laughs> Is that? Is that? Uh, but we are here today to talk about In the Heights, specifically, you know, like the women of In the Heights, you know, but more specifically Olga Merides, who is the, you know, undisputed BSA of In the Heights. Mm, yes. Oh, I feel like it is such a quintessential kind of BSA role. You know, it. Yeah. It was like, and and once I realized, because you know, up into her big song, you're like, oh yeah. She's great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's sweet. Yeah. She's really nice. We're like, well, where, where's the BSA vibes? And then it was like, yeah. oh, oh, I see. And she uh, gets the moment. She gets the moment. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, it, it, it's, you know, it's a fun game of like, where does she win it? Where's her moment? Where's her Oscar moment? Yeah. And uh, yes. she certainly has some moments. Absolutely. So tell me, Colin, because I, I have you ever seen it on stage? I don't know if you were. I'm obviously you were in New York. I'd imagine in 2008? Question mark. I was or in, not. You know what's funny is I was, I was in New York for part of 2008 because I, I moved to New York in 2007 and then I left in like Ooh. the summer, the beginning of the summer of 2008. I think it was like june of, in 2008 and then i went to australia and then i came back to new york in 2009 early 2009 and moved to washington heights so um interesting you know, i yeah so i uh i I've, I've lived i've lived in washington heights in a few different locations but i have never seen in the heights and i've never heard any of the music from in the heights so this is oh even better yeah going in fresh going in fresh like i know the locations where they filmed but i don't know a single song they sang you know what i mean i kind of love that i mean I think with all in, I, I love it, but also like there is even for like Hamilton to like, it serves you well to like at least give the the cast recording a listen to once through, mm -hmm. even just for like how fast you know. Obviously, there's rapping and a lot of the story and like exposition is told within that that you can sometimes miss 
um, you know, especially in a movie or a show too, where you're kind of looking, you know, at everything. But um, so interesting. Okay, so um, yeah, I would. Say, I, I'm I'm gonna uh, we'll chime to, in now. Yeah, with, I was gonna say. I'm gonna ask myself the same. I, well, you know, you beat me to it. I was gonna say, are you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I was just like, how yeah. about you, Nick? I just, I just went. For I, it. I just pictured this like, this like frenzied mother at dinner. I'll just serve myself. It's fine. Yes, exactly. And then just like slamming down scoops of casserole on your plate. Well, someone's got to break the ice, and yeah. it might as well be me. <laughs> exactly. It was like, so, Mrs. Peacock, what's your experience yeah. within the high? <laughs> I am determined to enjoy this show. I am determined to ask myself this question. <laughs> yes. My, this piragua is delicious. Uh, anyway. <laughs> um, I am, I didn't see it on Broadway. I saw the show um, in Pittsburgh. Uh, the Pittsburgh CLO is probably the best um, like professional company in Pittsburgh. Like It is what every actor like like strives to be a part of and they put on the best shows uh you know next to you know just like broadway tours coming through so i was really excited to see in the heights we saw it i'd say maybe three summers ago if i'm give or take uh but it was hands down probably like the top three like one of the top three best shows i've seen in pittsburgh i i love this show i it first was on my radar when i moved to uh, Bush Gardens, uh, to work as an entertainer. And that was in 2010. And the reason why it came on my radar, I had listened to some stuff here and there. Cause I remember it, you know, sweeping the Tonys. It was just sort of like in the ether of, you know, musical theater standard stuff. And, but I listened to the entire two disc on CD, uh, cast recording on my drive down to, uh, Virginia and I was driving by myself so I went through a lot of emotions because (laughs) this whole show was about like the importance of home and at that point I was it was a pretty uh not tumultuous but like there were some things going on in my life so there was a lot of emotions that I felt and because of that there's so much like of of those feelings and sort of like me being protective over it uh because of that fateful drive to Virginia yeah. Uh, but it is a good show, like, in, in general, too. Like, I, in some ways, prefer In the Heights to Hamilton. And I know Hamilton is, in its own right, a sort of masterpiece. But um, I, I really do love In the Heights. I love the energy, the music, like, the community and the hearts of this show. And that's hmm. that's where I stand. Cool. <laughs> and that's why I should be America's Next Drag Superstar. Um, I know, exactly. <laughs> no, I, I love that. You know, I am... I, I loved Hamilton, and it was so hard to kind of put Hamilton aside and say, okay, but In the Heights is its own show, and, you know, there's probably yeah. commonalities, and there's probably some, you know, there were moments where I was like, oh, I see Lin-Manuel likes to do that. I see. Yes. Um, but uh, I had to kind of put it aside because, especially watching it the second time, it kind of sank in for me that, like, Hamilton is this obviously huge story. It, it, it's a mm-hmm. it's a massive undertaking and, and a huge narrative, and you know in some ways is is not covering everything. And I think, you know, and, you know, you tell me, but I, it, to me, it feels like where in the Heights is like it's not that it's a small story, but it's mm-hmm. it is smaller. It is the stakes are lower. The stakes are different. You know, like the idea of of Nina going to Stanford or not, of course, does not feel as significant as, you know, George Washington's coming home. 
but yeah, uh, it, it's not meant to be compared. You know what I mean? And I had to kind of just separate the two because I think I did go into this with all that Hamilton in Ooh, me, all that okay, rah rah, okay. and I was just like. Well, she's either going to go to Stanford or she's not, you guys. I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, on, yeah. Um, on paper, it's like the plot of In the Heights is like young man dreams to move back to the Dominican Republic and doesn't. He stays. So right, right. Yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much the plot is. Um... Yeah, like it's uh it is it's a relatively small story and and so if, at first I was kind of like oh god like you know uh to quote you know Elaine Stritch and 30 Rock who cares <laughs> <laughs> how dare you I know but then No but this I, is good this is good But yeah. then as I like as I let it marinate and I kind of went in for seconds it was like oh no but isn't that that's kind of awesome. Isn't that kind of what I like about company is that yeah. it's a musical about people at a dinner party. It's a musical about having, you know, a one night stand with a flight attendant or about, you know, uh, people coming and going in New York and yet they've, they're doing a whole musical number about it. Like, isn't, isn't it, can I file this under the same thing? And like, once yeah. I saw it that way, I was like, Oh, Oh, that's cool. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm recalibrated, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at its core, you know, to flesh out that plot <laughs> um, that I just recapped in like a sentence, you know, it's it's also about community. It's also about like where your roots are and like what you think, you know, the, like all in all, it's like Usnavi wants to move back to the Dominican Republic, but it's it's not the same place that he remembers when he was a child either, too. It's it's the thought of that, the best days of his life, quote unquote. Um but realizing that his home is New York and, like, the dream that he had for himself, uh, it's complicated because, like, he didn't he didn't want to just be a bodega owner. He wanted to do more. And, like, I think that just the idea of leaving, especially when you're young or on the brink of 30, is so enticing. But also, like, the friendships and, like, the, the friends who are family and, uh, you know, and then Vanessa uh, is is kind of what ultimately keeps him there, which... I think is very sweet and there's there's like uh, I almost want to call this like an innocent show but in ways like that can be interpreted as like simple or something like mm. that but it's not there's there's so much more beneath the surface of that too and I think that's why the show succeeds too because it is at its very core just like a very human story. Yeah, it's uh it, it for a show that does have huge musical numbers and and mm -hmm. is, you know, I don't want to say over the top, but is intentionally out of 27, they're also kind of telling very uh, quiet stories and very small yes, sort of, of like course, internal yeah. narratives and, and things like mm -hmm. that. And, you know, I think like, I think Benny and Nina, it's a great example of like, I, I actually liked their story more than Usnavi and Vanessa. Not that Usnavi and Vanessa, I didn't appreciate, but like there was something about Benny and, Nina that felt a little more nuanced like I and maybe it's because it doesn't have a quote-unquote fairy tale ending I mean spoiler alert she goes back to Stanford but you yeah. know they it's you know essentially long distance like she's not gonna just like stay in Washington Heights and be with him and yeah uh, and I like that there was kind of a bittersweet ending for them you know and I think that that kind of carries through their narrative whereas I think with Usnavi and Vanessa it was like you kind of know from the beginning. You're like, I mean, you're like, come on, like, 
he's not you know he's not going nowhere you know like at the, <laughs> at the end of this movie she's gonna come out from behind the hut yes. and be like hey who yeah. wants a pina colada you know yes yeah i mean this is kind of the first of many uh, you know you and i were talking off mic before we started to record about the, the differences between the show and what they adjusted and like um you know what they had to adjust and for some in some cases like for the better like i loved the idea of him being like on a beach the whole time only to realize that he's still in the bodega like i thought that was such a clever set piece um at the end to just kind of bring it like right back home but at the same time the show itself like it to me it is like more focused on benny and nina like that mm. is the story. Uh, it's not the story, you know what I mean. But I think they, they had Anthony Ramos. They're like we gotta. He is the main character. I'm not gonna say he isn't, but I think like at the end, if I'm if my memory is serving me correctly, like we know that Vanessa and Usnavi are gonna be together, but not in the capacity of like let's. There are no kids. They don't flash forward to the future. Um, it's just kind of, they're like a little bit behind like where Benny and Nina are and like sort of figuring it out and just like, uh, you know, the spark is there. Let's see what else, um, what else we're feeling. That's what I remember. So yeah. I'm glad that you, I'm glad that you, uh, sort of wanted that because it kind of is at the end of the day. I see. Yeah. Whereas I feel like the movie kind of essentially does like, you know, a variation of like how I met your mother, you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. I kind of love that. I think that I would have maybe, it's not that I didn't like the movie, but I think I would have liked it even more. I think it would have been, I would have liked the note that it left me on the end that like it wasn't all resolved. Whereas I felt like with the movie, I mean, the final shot of like the kid with the hat on with that stupid look on her face. I was like, oh, fuck off. Like, don't, <gasps> you know, this is not, a, this is not the Disney channel. You know, yeah. Um, it yeah. was that was a little too precious for me, and I come from this from the angle of like I do not, I'm not a musical theater person, and so, yeah. you know, if it if the if the needle veers too far in a certain direction, you know, I become a little, you know, I'm a crab in the sand about it. You know, I'm the green crab. You know, yes, the green crab. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, like you said, like or like I was saying, the the kid is not in. There is there are no children. So like oh, it ends with love U- that. Usnavi. It, yeah. it it ends with him saying like I'm home, and then there's this like beautiful chord at the end, and that's kind of it. And everyone in the neighborhood is just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I there's this subplot too of like, I guess it works out, but Benny and um. Nina's father do not uh, do not get along. There's like a whole subplot about oh, like how okay. Benny Benny isn't good enough for Nina, and they really kind of rub. And he fires Benny, um, like that the night of the club. Like the business doesn't shut down for him. You know he doesn't sell the business to. Uh, at least what I remember, I could be wrong too. I mean, but I I know that like he's really really upset with Nina at uh, the bar because of his her father firing him and there's this whole like sort of will they or won't they because of that it's like you know he's uh he's just not ever going to be good enough and he's like sort of jaded about that and but in in the movie he's like kind of kind of the opposite like he's like i'm gonna i'm gonna impress your dad but there's never really any conflict there either a lot of characters were fleshed out there there's actually a mrs rosario in the 
uh, in the musical too. But in the movie, they had her like pass away. Oh wow! So there are some major changes. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean, she I... even has her own song. Yeah, go for it. Oh, get out! There's a there's a supporting character, and they cut her, and she had a. So- oh my goodness! Well, this you're getting <laughs> me very excited to listen to the the original cast recording. Yeah, I feel like yes, that, I think that you should. Yeah, uh, I didn't realize how different it was. I mean, that's. Um, so what would you say? Like, I, okay, so let's uh, so let's get into it. I mean, having yeah. seen the show and having loved the show, and obviously, I'm assuming having listened to the cast recording, you know, more mm-hmm. than once. Uh, what is having all of that context? How did you feel about the movie? Like, what's your hot take? Yeah, hot take is that I had a great time. I really did. I I will say this too, and I think I mentioned it last week. Is that this is my Mine and Keon's like first movie back to the movie theater. And that in itself was like really fun. And what, and this was like a really great movie to see on the big screen, especially, you know, the dance numbers and just like the flashiness of it. I really liked it. Like, would I change things? Yes. It's like there, there are some songs that were cut. Uh, I saw it on a TikTok like minutes before we left for the movie theater. There, there's a song called Everything I Know that Nina sings about how Abuela was like there for everyone when she was young and like how she went to Nina's graduation and like after she passes away, she finds the graduation program in Abuela's things with like her name circled and like she could barely write her name, but she also like checked our homework and made sure we were, it's, it is a sob fest. Like Mm. it is without question, one of the best songs in the show and they cut it, but I do also understand why they did because Alabanza is like, it gets the same thing done. Like, and they're almost right after each other. Mm-hmm. It's like that sort of candlelight vigil. Yep. Going into everything I know. So it's like, we don't need to cry that much, but I kind of wanted to. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? I, and I liked And her. it's another Nina moment. Yeah. Yeah, I yes. like Nina. Nina was one of the rare moments in the show where someone sang through tears. And, yes. You know, yes. on the fire escape, I was like, all right, Nina. I think I was just so starved for some sort of musical theater as well, too. Mm. Um, that I This is kind of like the kickoff for like the year of musical theater, like, uh, you know, all the movies that are coming out. Um I think there are moments, like, these are just, like, really nitpicky things, but, like, there's, like, a, <laughs> I don't know, I, Keon really liked it, but I didn't really love when they're singing uh, the song 96,000, when they're walking to the pool, and those little, like, graphics are on, like, coming out of their hands yep. and stuff. Yep. I thought, like, on paper, yes, but I was like, I just kind of want to see them sing. Mm-hmm. I just kind of want to see them, like, bebop around. And let, I don't know, just listen to the words, I guess. We are talking about before about how you might, like, possibly be distracted. And I feel like mm-hmm. the less distracted we are because the lyrics are so lush and there's so much, like, going into that song. And granted, they're just talking about what they would do if they won the lotto. You know, like, it's not really heavy stuff. Um, but right. at the same time, I think the biggest offense, and I would just, every I watched it again and I was like, oh, gosh, why did they include that? Was... When they were doing, it's called No Me Diga, when they're in the uh, the salon and, mm-hmm. you know, and Valentina is there randomly. It was, oh, but like, not Valentina, but like the, the heads turned, the heads with the wigs on it, oh, like turned yes. ever so slightly and certain things. I was like, if we just cut down the cheese a bit, 
Like it, those are just like, and that's like really trimming the fat stuff for me. Like when he like, when the opening number starts and he sort of like steps in the gum and then he moves his like foot on the sewer and it's like a sort of like a record scratch. Mm -hmm. It's not, I wasn't like, Oh my God. But I was like, all right, fine, fine. It's just a little bit more family friendly than I thought it was going to be. But the show itself is family friendly, I will say, but there's a little bit more grit in the show no that's a that's a great point is there is there's a family friendly vibe to it like that i you know i just you know will not accept of course um but it was <laughs> there's that jerry seinfeld skit where he's like there's no such thing as fun for the whole family uh, yeah exactly <laughs> exactly like this when you know when he's when he's walking up the street and then he steps in the gum and then it cuts to him talking to the kids and the kids are all like laughing and i was like this I don't like this. Like, you know, I don't like this beat. I don't like this note, you know. Uh, it's not that funny. And so, yeah, I think some of that, you know, um, I would have been fine to not be so family friendly. Um, sure. Just rewinding the tape, I did not realize that Valentina was in this. Was she <gasps> the one with the short oh. hair and the glasses? Yeah, that was that, Valentina. That was Valentina because I was like, I did have a moment of like, this feels like it's somebody. Who is this? Yes. Oh. Yes. Wow. Oh, that's so I'm so weird. glad I brought it up. Yeah, oh thank goodness. God. Because like both times I watched the scene, I was like, why do I feel like this is somebody and I should know who it is? And I do know who it is. Um, yeah. All right. Valentina. Yeah. Movie star. Uh, uh, well, so that's cool. But go on. Go on. Yeah. No, I mean, so that's okay. All right. Uh, some, some good initial thoughts. Uh, yeah. I'm glad that I... I watched a lot of it a second time because mm-hmm. the first time I watched this, and again, I, I say this as, you know, we all know somebody doesn't like musical theater, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm so cool. You know, I'm such a hipster. <laughs> but I think for me, musical theater is like a new pair of shoes and I have to break them in or I have to get yeah. broken in or else it's just like blisters till Christmas. And I sure. feel like... The first time I watched this, there were so many moments where I was just like, this is so stupid. Yeah, like, I just, like, I just didn't like it. And I was just like, I couldn't, like, relax into, like, Mm -hmm. stop watching this like a normal movie. Like, stop watching this like it's reality. Like, stop expecting some, like, like. You know, the, for example, <clears throat> I, I guess early, maybe one of the in one of the first numbers, um, but it, everybody's dancing in the street, and then it's yes. all over, and then they're all like cheering and hugging and walking off, and I I just kept imagining like somebody arriving like twenty seconds late, being like, "Hey guys, what's going on here?" And someone was like, "Oh yeah, we were just dancing." Yeah, you missed it. We were just, yeah, it's crazy. We were all just dancing in the street. It was nuts. I, yeah, no cars came by. That was good. And I have to just, like, let that go. You know what I mean? That, like, yes. Like, disconnect from the fact that, like, when the musical number is over, nobody has that moment of, like, hey, why were we all just dancing in the pool just now? You know? Um, yes. It's just, you just have to roll with it. And so the first time I watched this, I had to keep, like, getting over that and then the second time i watched it i was like it was as if it was an old pair of shoes it was an old brown shoe and i just slid right in and um and it was a lot more comfortable so 
so I did, I really, and, and I also, I think the benefit of, of watching it again was I also followed the story and the lyrics a lot more. And I think mm-hmm. on first watch, it was more of that sense of like, oh my God, who cares? Whereas the second watch, I kind of got the nuances of like, well, it's not just about like Vanessa and whether or not she's going to go to college. It's like all of this stuff about like, it's all on, no, not Vanessa, sorry, Nina. It's all on you, Nina. Like, you're the one who mm-hmm. got out. You're the, you know, your, your success is our success and kind of like the the weight of that. And I think that resonated more on second watch, you know? Yeah. All valid thoughts. I I, I remember when I was like, I, I knew we had talked about doing this even like before the movie came out. And I thought to myself, I was like, I don't think he's going to love this. I knew you weren't going to love it as much as Hamilton. I think that like the bar was set too high mm. with that. And it was just too much of like lightning in a bottle and like where you were and your life watching it. And just like, right. Like you said, it's a, it's a totally different beast. But I, I will say too, um, there are so many, so many of these scenes are not in the show. Like the show moves a lot like Rent. It really doesn't have a lot of dialogue in it at all. Okay. So all of the scenes that we got, that dinner scene with like Nina blowing up and like talking about how she got searched was not in the show. The subplot of um, Sonny being an illegal immigrant mm-hmm. was not in the show. There's so much that like was fleshed out um and it was interesting because the movie's it, the movie's not short. It's two hours and twenty three minutes. So like I I would just like love to be in that. It's like this is like such like a fan fiction sort of idea. Like if I could just if I could put like you know write every song on an index card and all the scenes and just like arrange them on my wall and like cut like six of them. Like could I make it better? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like what would I cut out or what was actually really cool and needed? Because they cut, I think, let me let me count, one, two, three, six songs wow. out of the show. Yeah. Wow. Um, and some of them, I definitely, the one was the mom song. It's called Enough. It's basically when Nina and her father are like, they're not speaking to each other. And she's like the voice of reason. They're kind of, but it's like this like fiery sort of song. And just like, well, you two shut up already. <laughs> it's, it's oh, like, like enough, like enough already. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And then there's a song, a beautiful song called Sunrise. This is after the club when like Nina and Benny were like fighting the whole night, but then the blackout comes and they find each other and they go back to his place and they like do it. And then they're just like on the balcony and she's teaching him like Spanish. And it's like this beautiful, intimate moment. It's one of my favorite songs and they cut it. So again, it's like, I'm sure there's a reason for it. I, it's not needed. You know, it wasn't missed. We knew that that relationship was sort of rekindling itself. Um, so, yeah, those are my additional sort of wow uh, thoughts. Yeah, right? I'm not surprised to hear that the, the Sonny being undocumented narrative was new to the movie because that felt really shoehorned in. Like, Yeah, I think I like... I know it's relevant and it's also important too. So like there, it, it, it makes sense that they would add it. Um, and also there was, there was another line that Sonny had where he's like, he goes up to, I think it's Nina. And he's like, do you want to come march with me or protest? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and he's like, they're, they're, they're considering, 
what did they say? They're what did throwing he say? They're out like, all the dreamers. Dreamers. And I was like, no, don't let this movie be about that. But also I sound like a dickhead saying that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's, Well, it's like, t- it's, like, tell that story, but like, tell it well. And in this case, sure, it felt, sure, sure. this was, this is for anyone who has listened to multiple episodes and has heard me decry the Connors. This was a the Connors yeah. move. You know, it's Ooh, like, yeah. tell those stories, but don't do, don't like, don't just wedge it in there, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you've got to like weave it in. And I, I just felt like it was, um, it did feel a little like, oh, we gotta, we gotta add this in, you know? It's almost like when somebody's like, oh, I gotta, I gotta make a hip reference to appeal to the kids. It, it kind of felt sure. similar, you know? Yeah, like you said, it's not that this, that plot line is, you know, not valid uh it, i just wished i just wish there was room for it and i don't think there was room for it to begin with because right. the show has good bones i think it's interesting that they cut nina's mother but they added sonny's father that i did read that mark anthony's yeah, character is, mark... uh not in the original show i was surprised about that yeah i think it's actually really good casting because they're both kind of scrawny like straggly guys, uh, both Sonny and uh, I guess Sonny's father, played by Mark Anthony. Um, yeah. So yeah, it adds an extra layer of, um, you know, a little bit of a backstory to Sonny. Like Sonny was amped up, like is what we're trying to say too. Like it, compared to the original show, he is comic relief. He gets a third of the money. We love Sonny. He's great. It's kind of oh. like a featured role almost, but like, you know, and, and that's kind of all we get. And that's all I need. I do not. Yeah, I that's think all so. I need. I do not. Um, I don't need more, you know. Uh, but yeah. I will say, I, Mark Anthony, I was, uh, I mean, a bit of a BSA energy, to be honest. Like, yeah, just one scene. Uh, mm-hmm. And he's a he's a unique looking uh, character. You know, he's Mark Anthony's one. He's uh you know, we could. He's he's an unconventional looking guy. You know. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. He's, he's kind of like ugly hot in a yeah, way. Yeah. He married J Lo for like. Yeah. Uh, he gave J Lo like children. They were married. They. I mean, so it's there's that. <laughs> there's that, but there's also there's just something about him where it's also like he. Yes. It also looks like if you put John Leguizamo in a dehydrator and you get Mark Antony. Yes. Like it's just. Yes. Uh, and so it was, as you said, it was perfect casting. Like, I felt like they kind of capitalized on, like, his features. Yeah, I think that was a good choice. Yeah. Like, I was kind of almost disappointed that he wasn't in more of the movie. It's also interesting that they have him, but he doesn't have any songs. <laughs> but they have Mark Anthony in the movie. Yeah, know? I know, because he is a singer. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's that. There's also no room for that, like, recovery plot line. You know what I mean? Like, him maybe... Right getting himself together but it just fuels the fact that usnavi is going to be taking care of sunny mm. and does so um yeah. now uh of course we, we there there are some ladies to talk about uh abuela in particular but given how you started the podcast with some strong feelings about the aforementioned <sighs> usnavi uh perhaps you want to share some thoughts on anthony ramos yeah, I mean, how much time do we have, really? Because I'm I... retired, girl. I could be here all night. <laughs> <laughs> I just loved him in this role. I remember when I uh, heard that he was cast as Usnavi, I was like, that's so perfect. 
I, I mean, I will say that, like, Anthony Ramos is, like, a human, has, uh, like, more swagger than both of us combined, really. Oh. Like, Usnavi is supposed to be a Lin-Manuel type. Like, I think Lin-Manuel makes a better Usnavi than he does an Alexander Hamilton. That's kind of, I think we said that in the Hamilton episode, too. But, like, he's supposed to be a little dorky. But, like, Anthony Ramos is exceptionally attractive and just so uh, effervescent and charming and I just like fell in love with him the second time I watched it I, I watched it in the movie theater and you know it was kind of all a blur because you're just so excited to be there and there's a lot going on and he was great but then the second time I watched it I watched it all the way up until um uh Abuela's song when she passes away oh same yeah oh good yeah I watched, so I, I watched it one and a half times yeah yeah, and I just, oh gosh, I, I just really was so smitten with him. It's kind of like a schoolgirl crush meets like, I think he's going places. You know what I mean? Like I think he's got big things ahead of him too. Um, as far as like what you know, I know he's in uh, that show in treatment now. Yeah, yo, mm-hmm. and like he's coming out with albums, and I think like. Hamilton was kind of just the beginning and like he was great in that show, but he wasn't, you know, a it's lead. A, yeah. I guess. He's, yeah. He's, he's not certainly the, the featured player in it, but he yes. is, it's, it's just disgusting. He's so good looking. Like it's just disgusting. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, it's similar to feelings on Christopher Jackson where it's like, it's just stop it. Like it's <laughs> I disgusting. Know. You were so and Christopher high. Jackson, yeah. As Mr. Softy. Just like him hanging out with that Mr. Softy, the way he like licks his thumb oh. and like looks. I was like, what are you doing? Oh, my God. I was, <laughs> I, I, I was, I was melting. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, yeah. a, I was like one of those SpongeBob SquarePants ice pops that you take the yes, wrapper off with and the it's bubble all. bubblegum nose, yeah. It's all melted all into the... formed. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, like it never looks yes, the I way know it's exactly. supposed to. <laughs> uh, oh my god! But yeah, so Anthony Ramos is. Um, I felt similarly in that, like when I saw him in Hamilton, I was like, oh yeah, you know, there you are. But you know, it's like uh, if you'll excuse me, you know, there's all these ladies I'm watching. But in this, just so charming and so mm-hmm. just like. Oh, just this vibe was like, I just want your approval. Like, ugh. Um, yeah, I just want to hang out with him. I feel like he would be so much fun and such a goof, but yeah. also like super talented and committed and like really just like easy to watch. Like you never see him like working. And in some cases it might not, like that could backfire. You know what I mean? Because it's just like, well, it's just Anthony Ramos as himself. But there's, there's, He's working a lot in this show or in this movie yeah. specifically too, and there's so much more that I that I got from him that maybe I didn't get from Lin Manuel. You know, like the gawkiness and the sort of like quirky uh, uh, sort of vibe that Lin Manuel brought. Like I got I equally got, I got it in like in a different way than or for Anthony Ramos, and it just it just works. I really love him and. Um, his music's good too. Like I will say, like go to Spotify. I think his album comes out in like three days or something. Um, but I listened to some other singles of his, and they're really great. So if anyone out there is also interested, go for it. Mm, all right. Well, maybe I. Uh, maybe I will. Maybe Check as it out. as I I've often heard the expression, 
I'll put it on the list. <laughs> yes. Yes. You shall. I'm going to put it on the list. Um, yeah. So, uh, well, I I think we are we are due to to chat about some ladies. Um, yes. You know, I I definitely agree that Olga Meredith is the BSA of the movie. Mm-hmm. I think it is fair to say. Tell me if I'm wrong. If that. Daphne Rubin Vega as Daniela is the assistant to the BSA of this movie. Yeah, I would say for sure. And but go on, yeah, finish that. Well, thought. Yeah, I mean, I think that like you know, especially once because it's like a boil. It's not a. I'd be interested to hear how this is different in the in the you know Broadway version or the stage version, but it's not a huge role in the movie. Uh, you know, there's better. There's you know, it's like I think she. I think she dies like an hour and like 20 minutes in or something like that. Um, But she's really only in maybe like, it's kind of like, uh, you know, Beatrice Strait Network. She's in a little bit Mm -hmm. of a couple of scenes and then she's got a big scene. And then, you know, she, and I I know that tunnel. I know that death tunnel she was in and it it does not lead to heaven. I'll tell you that much. Um, Yeah. That was was my subway stop at one point. Uh, It's not as nice looking. Um, so, uh, I feel like once she goes, you know, Daniela is of course in the movie throughout and she has that great scene in the, or the whole, or, you know, she's kind of like the, the main lead energy of that whole, uh, yes. scene with Valentina. But then I feel like she's also her uh, almost bigger moment is the, um, what is it? Carnival in the Barrio? Is that what it's called? Yeah, Carnival yeah. De, uh, del Barrio. Yeah. Del Barrio. Because she, it's like, when it first started, I was like, guys, I don't need another straightforward dance number. But she made it really funny, and it was like, oh, it's this whole thing where she's like, yeah, I'm just kind of making this up as I go. I'm just trying to make something yeah. happen. And that yes. was really charming. Yeah, I agree. She's sort of like the abuela in training. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Uh, the, the AIT, so, mm-hmm. <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. Because I, I, one thing that I really loved that I thought was such a great choice, too, is when uh, Abuela eventually does um, pass away, that um, Usnavi calls out Daniela first. Yeah. You know what I mean? He calls oh, I for love her. That. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I love that you did that. I love mm-hmm. that she's next in line. Yeah. Um, and sort of going to fill those shoes, too. Um. And Daphne Rubin Vega is great. I was I because everyone built her up so much. I was expecting like something else, mm-hmm. but I think it's like perfectly serviceable. Her voice is like still hanging in there. She's got a lot of work done, but good for her. I was <laughs> going to say I mean? I, this, I'm happy to see her. Yeah, I'm happy to see her. I assume it's it's uh, you wouldn't you may know her voice and her name, but you wouldn't say this is a familiar face. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. But yeah. I, I think, uh, like you said, too, it's like um, that is a really <clears throat> I think her her and Sonny are kind of like along the same plane in the show, like where Sonny's kind of like the funny guy and like has these moments. He might not have his own like Carnival del Barrio, but like it's the same sort of you're always happy to see Daniela. You're always happy to see Sonny. It's mm-hmm. that they're on the same same page. I feel like, you know, in some ways, uh, Daniela, Carla, and Kuka are the, they're like a Greek chorus of the neighborhood because, you know, where Daniela goes, there's, you know, her two other, uh, uh, I guess they, they're employees or former, or yeah, the current yeah. employees because they're moving with her, um, played by Stephanie Beatriz. And 
Orange is the New Black's Dasha Polanco. Yeah. I was so excited to see Stephanie Beatrice like in this because she plays such like an April Ludgate type in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So right. I had no idea this was in her. So I that was really fun for me. And she's great and gives, you know, gives good... She gives good face. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I really, I felt like the two of them were, those are, I, I don't know what they're like in the show, but they feel like fun roles. They're not starring roles, but like with the right actress, you could add a lot of nuance to like how they're playing a oh, scene. Oh, yeah. And Kuka is not in the uh, the show. Oh, get I'm, out. I'm like 90% sure. I'm going to go on the lower side. I'm not 99, but I'm pretty sure she, because Basically, like, the trio of them, it's, like, Daniela and Carla, and then, like, the trio is filled out in the show by Vanessa, because she works at the salon, oh. so they're kind of together. Oh, right, because yeah. Vanessa but I'm, also works I'm glad the she's there. I'm glad Kuka's there. I'm glad Dasha Valanco is in this. She's, um, she's so beautiful. I love how, like curvy and vivacious she is and like wearing like the little tiny like the tiniest little shoes <laughs> i just like yeah. love yeah. that look and their bodysuit and like ugh, i just i really liked her so that was an addition that i really liked there's something about her i think it's because in orange is the new black you know they're wearing those you know uh the, the prison garb and she's got like a hoodie yeah. on or I think she, and I think she was pregnant, you know, in, in some of the early seasons. And there's just mm-hmm. something about her similar to how, um, Alex Sokolov in the flight attendant looks like an ostrich. I just feel like she, her animal to me has always been a kangaroo. And I don't know why yeah, I could see that, but there's I a kangaroo quality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's like your new thing. What so, animal yeah. is it? What animal are they? Yeah. I mean, don't even get me started on Ann and Dowd. I mean, the animals of oh. Ann Dowd. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mama bear, obviously, you know? Yes, of course. Of uh, course. But yeah, no, I was happy to see her. Uh, I, and that's, uh, I, I think of the changes they made. I, there's something about the idea of Daniela being flanked by these two other, like, equally sized characters you know yes i'm thinking now too it's like i i don't know if she could sing but if i was to recast daphne rubin vega i would totally put rosie perez in there oh i would love that's that. like i, I know, wanted that that's what i wanted yeah i i think what they could do is like you know Rosie Perez Tuesdays, you know what I mean? Like she gets the Donna Murphy slot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd be into that. Yeah, I mean she she is that like it was she'd slip in perfectly, but I oh, just yeah. don't know if she could sing. So, um, but again, we're always happy. I I love that they sort of sought out you know some Broadway, um, you know some Broadway veterans really, and you mm-hmm. know eventually we'll get to Olga Meredith too as far as like reprising that role from the show, but. Yeah, the salon girls I love. I listen to No Mediga like so many times. Like if I'm ever just like in a funk and need to pick me up, like it's it's so much fun. That whole like song is great. Yeah. Um minus the mannequin heads turning in the movie. I hated that. Let's talk about let's talk about Olga Meredith because she did originate this role on Broadway. Um and I assume is on that cast recording that you've listened to. Uh yeah. Was it, how was it, especially, I mean, you know, that thing of like you listen to something multiple times and that becomes like the indelible version of something. Mm -hmm. What was it like to see her in this having, after having heard her, you know, on the album? She sounds the same. Like her vocals Mm -hmm. are crazy good. Like I, 
I will say this. This is the one thing on IMDb that I was like, whoa, actually, it was um, that her and Jimmy Smith are like a year apart. Isn't that crazy? Wow. It's like, yeah, I think she might be a year younger than him, maybe, or a year older. I can't remember. It's one of the one of the uh, sides of that. But yeah, they're both like, uh, I think she's 65, which yeah. is funny because 65 really isn't like that old. But like, right? I, I just love how well she likes sli- it's, you know, you know. It's like Anne Dowd is not that old, but on The Handmaid's Tale, like, you know, if you don't put any makeup on her, you know, or anyone really, they're going to look instantly older. So it's like, it just works. Yeah, um, you would believe that Abuela, like that Olga Meredith walks like that in real life. It's a very, like, I kept thinking like, man, they got this old lady just huffing and puffing yeah. through this movie. Uh, that really stuck with me the second time I watched it was just like, oh, wow, you, this is a full bodied performance. Yeah, I love a walk, and mm-hmm. I feel like she really does nail it. And I think it's important to say that she is only 65 because it is almost like a, you know, a mid-70s, you know, upper 70s walk, if that makes sense. Yeah, but it's much older. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So she was in the original production. She was nominated for a Tony that year. Um, it was the same year that they revived Gypsy with uh, Patti Lapone, And unfortunately, Laura Benanti beat her out. Oh, that jerk. Um, I know. And I, I remember, it's like, I feel like, you know, they should just always reserve those roles for moms and grandmas, you know? Yeah, <laughs> really. Laura Benanti should... was great. I will say that. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it was sort of, Gypsy won three of the four acting categories that year. Uh, Boyd Gaines won for playing Herbie. Patty won for playing Mama Rose and Laura Benanti. It was, it was a good revival. It was like the Gypsy that that they got it right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In addition to like many others too, but like that's, that's the one that I know most familiar or that, that I'm most familiar with. Uh, minor tangent. Do you feel, cause I know there's like a movie version of gypsy with like Bette Midler. Is, yes. is gypsy a movie we could talk? Is there a, is there a BSA of gypsy that we could talk about on this podcast? Or, or are you like, no, you're, this would not be good. What's no, I mean, I would always talk about gypsy. Um, I think I did that. Uh, I did an episode of the no good, very bad gay with Amanda Kaczynski. Oh, uh, I know her. About yeah. On the, uh, the Bette Midler version of gypsy. And, you know, really it's like, uh, it's like the, the gypsy Rose Lee part. It's, it's, it is supporting, but it's like a hefty supporting. There really mm-hmm. isn't, you know, there's like, some chorus girls like uh, that sing like you got to have a gimmick, you know, that come in for that one, like the older chorus girls. But really, it's like it's about Mama Rose. And not that I don't mind talking about Mama Roses of like past, present and future, because um, there's quite a few that we could talk about. I don't know. Maybe we can have there's something in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. We could, All right. I yeah. thought I'd put it out. There. I mean, I know it's a. It's kind of a revolutionary idea for like two white gay guys to talk about Gypsy on a podcast, <laughs> but I just thought I'd throw it out there. <laughs> might as well. We might as well. Might as well. Um, do you do you get the sense from the original cast album that the Abuela role is larger? Or I know you saw the show, so you would know this. Is the is, yeah. does it feel like it's a larger role? Did it feel small to you in the movie? <sighs> That's a good question. I feel like it felt medium because for it, it definitely had like a peak, like you were saying before, mm-hmm. like most of these initial scenes, like we get a really good, like, like the napkin scene, you know, the hand uh-huh. embroidered by Nina's mother and her just saying like, this is our small way of saying that we, you know, 
we matter. I can't remember the exact quote. I'm sorry. Um, but, yeah, it's um, like but it's, it's these little details that. Yes, um, the little details. We are we not do, invisible. We're not invisible. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I loved that. And I, I don't think those napkins are in the show, but I'm glad they're in the movie because that was something really special. And just watching her go to the dry cleaners and like realizing that it's expensive and she can't do it. I was like, just give her, like, just let it happen. Yeah. Um, just give him a little uh, press, press and call it a day, buddy. I, you know, there, when they had that scene together in the dry cleaners and I didn't know, cause I didn't know grandma was gonna, was gonna, you know, uh, croak. But uh, yeah. I thought there was going to be a love story between the dry cleaner guy oh. and Abuela because that man was – I'm not as shy to say it. He That was a hot old man. That was a hot yes. old man. He could he... martinize my shorts any day of the week except <laughs> Sunday when he's closed, you know? I'm going to look him up because I recognize him. He played – I know that, like, it never quite made it to Broadway, but they did a musical adaptation of The Hunchback of Notre Dame. And he played Frollo. So he was like the dark, brooding sort of like that character. And he was amazing. And he has like this rich baritone voice. And what is his name? I'm looking it up as we speak here. Yeah, I wouldn't even know. I don't remember if he had a name in the in the movie. It doesn't look like. Yeah, he... uh, it was the name in the movie was crazy. It was called like it was like Spike or something. Oh, Give is he Pike Phillips? Pike Phillips. Yes. Yeah. His name is Patrick, Patrick Page. Page. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, uh, but he's been around. And yes, he is. Oh, I see. If you can't get Brian Cranston, you get Patrick Page. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. In a way. In a way. In a way. Oh, he but he's he's Brian Cranston's like it's like if like Brian Cranston and Christopher Plummer had a baby somehow yeah I see that I see you know? that oh he's oh he's look at him look at that old picture oh boy yeah silver fox in every sense of the word Patrick um, Page yeah <laughs> I'm gonna put a little dog ear on that page yes <laughs> um but as far as like the 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 impact of it you know what i mean it's like her her impact goes beyond you know what i mean like when yes. she passes away the fact that they sing alavanza and then they eventually get into everything i know and this is something i mean i don't know if this was a broadway thing but they definitely did it in pittsburgh and i was i just like lost it at the end so the whole time there's this like through line of his, his name is like pete or something like that uh, that uh, the, like the graffiti, graffiti p yeah graffiti p yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um he in kind of always like saying get out of here but at the very end when they reveal the um the bodega they pull down the like the what is that called you know the gate the, the door gate. yeah and there's this beautiful um like just mural of abuela's face with like these flowers and it is so gorgeous and i was like I didn't know that happened because it's something you don't know unless you see the show. And it was it that took place of like them redoing the the bodega in the movie. And maybe they did do the bodega in the show, too. But I don't remember it. I just remember. Mm. So like she she's I don't know. She's the heart of the show, even though yeah. she's not in the show. And I yeah. think that's that says something about Ogamerides. It says something about like, you know, the sense of the community and like how big of an impact she had. Yeah, right. I think I agree. I feel like the like screen time may have been, you know, 
more on the modest side, but the impact yeah. of that character on that community, the impact of, yeah, like you feel it when she's gone. Like it's certainly, you know, and I, I just like, I like yeah. the narrative as well as this is, and I didn't know this obviously until I saw it, it was like, oh, this is not anybody's actual like, you know, grandmother. She's just this older yes. woman who kind of took all these kids as if they were her own grandkids and like, mm-hmm. um, and I like that. I like that there was a uniqueness to that to that idea, uh, and the sense that like I came, you know, I came here, you know, to find work. I came here to build a life. I did that. I took care of people. I gave back to my community. I took care of my community. Like I'm done, you know. Like I I think that that was a that was an example of like it's it's a really small like very internal like it's not a big bombastic idea. Uh, yeah. but I like that it's featured in a big musical, you know? Yeah. I'm trying to think too, if she knew in the show that she won the lottery by the time she sings that song, because she's like, there's that lyric. Um, and now I'm wide awake a thousand years too late. Um, and I, cause there is something like, <clears throat> just like painfully, what's the word ironic, I guess about like winning the lottery when you're near the end of your life too. And like how, but yeah, for all the other things too, I mean, that number is beautiful. Like, I'm so glad that that was like her send off because that could have been, I don't know how else they could have done it, but I'm so glad they chose to do it that way and really like take their time. It's like this, it's like a, a number from, so you think you can dance, but it's like, you know what I mean? Right. But it's just so, I love that, like, the, you know, the lighting, the costumes and like her vocals and like even that, like uh, the transition back from like there's like a, a like a beam of light that comes down that she grabs that turns into the subway pole yep. again. Mm-hmm. And I knew the moment I saw that trailer and everyone sort of lining up in one big line um, that that was going to be the song like that was mm-hmm. a Willis song, like her turning around. I was like, that shot is so beautiful. I I'm just really glad they did they did Abuela justice and really sent her off in a great way. Yeah. I, I really liked how different that felt that the, the show <clears throat> took a totally different pace at that point and like slowed down in a way. And that we spent a lot of time really just like covering her story and none of the other characters were in this. And it was, you know, anyone else in the scene was all just like featured dancers. And uh, it was, and like at the end, yeah, there was, there was some great little, just like shots of her kind of considering like, okay, am I, I think this is it. I think I'm going now. And like, it was yeah. uh, some like surprisingly powerful moments that yeah. because she is, we don't see, we don't necessarily see hints of that like heavy performance earlier in the movie. And so it was kind of like, Oh shit. Yeah. Abuela is, she's carrying some, she's carrying some grief folks. And that was interesting. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was, it was a, that was a cool moment. And uh, I really, I liked Abuela. I I did not know she was gonna die, and then I was like, "Of course, a boy is gonna die." Like, come on, yeah, you know, yeah, I know. There is one other song that they cut called "Hundreds of Stories." Is that what it was called? Yeah, "Hundreds of Stories" that she sings with Usnavi, and it's <clears throat> I could see why they cut it. Um, mm-hmm. it. It's just there's a little bit. It's a lot about like how that's when they kind of reveal how Usnavi got his name. And a oh, couple other things. Yeah. So it's like, it's also when she gives him the money, like the third of the money for him, a third for Sonny. And that's like when that happens too. So, um, yeah. So but interesting like, how like yeah, the money, yeah. the money is only like, 
in the last five minutes of the movie, but was like such a large part of the show. But I like I kind of liked that in the movie though. Like I liked because mm-hmm. as soon as that song came and went, I was like, I bet you this is gonna come in later, which is also a great choice. Like I think that there's something really great about like that payoff of providing a little bit of fuel for Usnavi to stay now that he's a little bit more financially secure and then he can help Sonny out. And I think that it needed to happen then in a way. Yeah. It worked for me. I I was yeah. surprised that they didn't do that in the show. Yeah. Yeah. So I know we just talked about Abuela, but did you want to talk about Nina and Vanessa at all? I know they're like the youngins in the cast, um, but I, I really liked them. I was actually team Vanessa. I don't know why. I just really liked her. I really, as I said earlier, I really enjoyed Nina. I think there was just a real charm to her. I think mm-hmm. um, with Vanessa, it was kind of like this whole, you know, I want to be a designer thing. And then somehow overnight, she like made a bunch of dresses. I mean, it was like, they definitely, in the, in the end, like she and she and Graffiti Pete really turned that place around. You know, <laughs> Yeah, they did. I will say like, Again, I feel like I've said this 16 times already. Like, I don't remember the show, but I, I don't remember anything about her being a designer in the show. Like, her broad strokes, like, uh, of Vanessa is, like, she's saving up to move to an apartment downtown. She has, like, bigger dreams. And I don't know if she ever, like, vocalizes them in the show. I don't know if, she's, if she says she wants to be a designer. We don't really see much of that happening behind the scenes. She's working at the salon. She's saving money. Love interest of Usnavi. But it's really about Nina and Benny. And the one thing I did notice during the blackout is that she's working by like she has a light on and her sewing machine on the night of the blackout. <laughs> it's like oh. Mickey. I was like, I don't think you're supposed to have electricity, but it's okay. We're just gonna go with it. Right. Yeah. Unless it was a candle, but like I don't know. She's got her her you know her battery that she keeps charged just in case for that sewing yeah. machine. Yeah. Uh, but fine. Fine. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's again. I'm glad to hear that the show is a little more focused on Benny and Nina than I will. Um, maybe I'll put it on the list. You know. Yeah. Give it a whirl. It's it's a lot of music because it's you know two discs. But you know, give it. You listen to one act one day, or just even like some. And now that you have like a little bit of a baseline, that I you'll, think that you'll that have a little bit more interest. Yeah. 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 And ha- finding mm-hmm. out the new songs. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. Um, any other any other thoughts on in the heights before no we, i uh... mean for as yeah for as much as we i don't know i don't think we're railing against anything quite to be frank but i i'd say i'd give it like an a minus like as far as like mm-hmm. what i was expecting what i got how much fun i had um you know anthony ramos alone and um, Olga Merides and the, and and the rest of them and just you know Christopher Jackson which I will say I didn't see it and I even the second time I forgot to if you let the credits sit long enough you will see a um, a Mr Softy and the Piragua guy like come to a uh, I don't know like a truce or something I read there's some there's one little extra scene did you watch that by no, any no you know it's funny I was wondering if there was gonna be like a post credits Easter egg same scene. we left yeah uh, we left. Yeah, and the idea that it involves more of Lin Manuel Miranda, yes. oh yeah. my, you know, come on, like, 
the Ray Romano of the Barrio, you know? Like, come on. <laughs> yes. He was great. I loved his shoes and socks. It was funny. Uh, but yeah, I mean, overall, I, I love this show. I think in this case, too, it's like I love the show more than the movie. But I, I do think that this was a really, really great movie musical. Like, you know, and as far as like ranking all of the movie musicals that have come out, like it's definitely top 10 uh, for me, for me, I think. Mm. She's no cats. No cats. She's no cats. She's no cats. Uh, And there's no cats in this movie, but that's, you know, uh, in case anyone's worried about any cats dying or dogs dying. Does the dog die in in the Heights? No. Uh, Just abuela. Just abuela. (laughs) (laughs) But does the grandma die? You bet she does. Uh, Anyway, um, yeah, I'm going to give it a B plus. And sure. I am excited to uh, dive in and uh, yeah. discover more of In the Heights. So, mm-hmm. well, I am listening to different music right now. It's the music that plays when we get played off. I don't know if you can hear it, but I can. I can. You can hear it. Yeah. Well, that that means that we are being played off. Uh, so, where can folks find more of you? Uh, they can find more of me on The Good Vanilla, which is my other podcast, and it's a Barefoot Contessa podcast that comes out every Thursday. And they can also follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Nick Kochanov. How about you, Colin? Well, you can find me on my other podcasts, All Right Mary, uh, talking about Drag Race. All Star 6 is, I think, has it's coming. Official, it, yeah, I think yeah, when this episode away. comes out, I think is mm-hmm. it's out or it's coming in any event. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's something I'm going to be talking about. Uh, and, of course, you can find me on In the Details, which is coming. Coming back soon, I promise. Yeah. I'm still just in my like my mushy retirement phase. Yes. And you can find more of me on Twitter at Colin Drucker and Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. And you can get more of both of us in a best supporting capacity on Twitter at BSA Pod. Or you can send us an email at thebsapod at gmail.com. Well, keep your papers peeled because on Friday, the Best Supporting After Show will be out. We've got a special themed little activity in honor of a recent birthday and probably some other thoughts and feelings that we're not going to share with you now because then what would we talk about in the after show? So uh, that, as they say, (laughs) is that. (laughs) 